Men on radio offering nonsensical solutions. Johnson, can you hear me? I'm doing everything I can to save you. And I'm going to keep on trying, but you have to tell me the truth, and you have to tell me now. Did you kill her? Did you kill my wife? The Fugitive. A QM production. Starring David Jansen as Dr. Richard Kimball, an innocent victim of blind justice, falsely convicted for the murder of his wife. Reprieved by fate when a train wreck freed him en route to the death house. Freed him to hide in lonely desperation, to change his identity, to toil at many jobs. Freed him to search for a one-armed man he saw leave the scene of the crime. Freed him to run before the relentless pursuit of the police lieutenant obsessed with his capture. The guest stars in tonight's story, Janice Rule, Kevin McCarthy, also starring Barry Morse as Lieutenant Philip Gerard. Tonight's episode, Wife Killer. A new bike chain on the kid's bike. Oh, because I beat him with the other one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm joking. Easy there. E- DSS. It was just a belt. <laughs> the fan belt of my '86 Cavalier. Oh, he's got a Cadaver. <laughs> Cadaver. Uh, well, that's great. We can stretch this. I got him into like an hour and ten minutes. Wow. Now. Wow. I just cut out the, whatever the I crap. Cut out all this end. mess. I don't really care. Doesn't matter. We could do two hours and just let it go for next week too. So anyway, no, because that'll upset that'll upset that'll upset the guest. Oh, will it? He's expect he he is expected, and he will be here. Will the guest be able to make it on like Saturday morning? Uh, yeah, should. So, so if I get one of my special guests to come in, probably on Saturday. God. What? Might make what it a ten o'clock what on a, Saturday. What a way to just like, hey, man, I had you on the show since this happened. Guess what's happening again? You don't have to know <laughs> nothing. Uh, so, so, so I need to tell the guest to be here at like ten after, <laughs> or just come in early and hide. Yeah, there you go. Come out of the bathroom. In the bathroom. Or hide in the bathroom, <laughs> and if he has to go use the bathroom, just standing there in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Like like the the bathroom attendant, <laughs> the lights <laughs> off. Don't want to waste the light. Like, <laughs> like I made money. Doesn't crunch. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he'd enjoy that thoroughly. You want fruit or jacquard? Let me try the words for you, sir. <laughs> Gum. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I've just taken a poop, and now I want gum. You got musk <laughs> or pine trees. <laughs> Rub all over yourself. <laughs> Performing a whore's bath in the bathroom. Noise. Uh, Noise. That'll be fun. Y'all have fun. Y'all have fun for the next four weeks. I cannot denote or denounce what what will transpire. I'm oh, sure it'll okay. be nice for you guys to actually get more than three sentences into an hour-long program. No, no, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Put him in the corner if he gets too riled up. Because <laughs> Actually, uh, Mike listened to uh, our show a couple of weeks ago. 
Mike the Boss? Yeah. Oh, God. God, which episode? <laughs> I can't what, remember what, which one. What What thing did I go on about for 45 minutes that shouldn't have been mentioned on radio? He says, well, I caught your show the other day, and I just went, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm, 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 pull, I'm, pull out your own cat o' nine tail, start flogging yourself. I'll, I'll submit my resignation <laughs> right now. What, what, did, what did he say? Is that know. all he said? I just no, caught he, your show no, and he, then just walked away? No, he enjoyed it. He was, he was recounting one of the stories that you were recounting. Of course. Of course, because that's the only thing that we have on it, because I talk for an hour without letting anybody well, else then, get a well, word. Then I asked him, I said, well, what do you think about me? He said, oh, I didn't know you were there. there. Just let this guy. I imagine that most people look at me, what's, what's the, what was that crazy guy from InfoWars? Oh, uh, <laughs> Alex Jones. Alex Jones. I imagine I'm the polar opposite of Alex Jones. Just Not maybe the polar opposite, but just like him, but crazier, which <laughs> takes a lot. I've been watching a lot of Joe Rogan's pod stuff. I'll, yeah. I listened to it going to work, especially when I was training in Snow Hill because it's an hour and a half. I'm just going to keep stretching. That's <laughs> great. But, uh, but yeah, listening to, to, to Joe Rogan and his you know Joe DMT <laughs> stories. Thank you, Joe Rogan. It's just like, stop taking so much DMT. Save some of it for us. Oh, no. <laughs> I, he had a guest on. He's like, so. You want a microdose? <laughs> like, do it right then. But then, then I found out about like uh, the truffles that they take now because in Holland and stuff they've made the, the actual caps illegal, like the mushrooms themselves. But really, you can eat the, you can consume the truffles. Which then I went on to learn the sexual reproduction process of fungi, and then learning how truffles themselves are formed. And it was way more information. And now I can't remember my kid's birthday because that information, <laughs> my brain went, you know, we don't need to know this. We need to know about mushrooms. Well, we got to keep the important stuff. <laughs> Just like, oh, later my, it's like, oh, my goodness. And then. Really? Yeah. Is that fascinating? Yeah. No, it, it really is. Oh. Um, and as someone who has taken psychedelics before, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is a, it's interesting that, you know, stuff from nature just mm, it gets you there, man. Oh. Get you there, man. I understand. Then, <sighs> I don't like nature. Nature hates me. Nature. So. That's why I come up here. Shabop, shabang, shaboop, thong song. I have no idea what that reference was. No, that's uh, Will Ferrell as, what's that, Lizard Lounge singer. Girl, that dress is so scandalous. Bo- not Bobby Darren. Uh... Shoot, he did it on SNL. He was like the the lounge singer guy. He was always in his. I, I, I can picture it, but I don't remember. Like, no, man. No, I just don't remember. I'm sorry. Mm. My memory gets faulty the older I get. You know, mine. mine you ever like always. go into a room and can't remember why you entered the room, but you knew there and was then a you purpose. You poop yourself. Yeah, pretty much. And then I just uh, I bang on the wall and annoy the neighbors. <laughs> Your neighbors like, oh, that's Daryl going in. No, my, my my new neighbor goes. I, I never hear you. I Robert Goulet. You there. Robert Goulet. Oh, Robert Goulet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did a bit on Robert Goulet. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah that's... We need to do more bits like that. We'll have to get Mr. Boyd back. God. What is he even doing? What, what is anyone doing? Crawling under houses and looking at stuff, I guess. <laughs> Not because that's his job, but no, that's his passion. I don't know what his real job is. But... He's, like the, he's, you know, he's like the Jews that try to you know hide from... <laughs> From Quentin Tarantino's Nazis. They're up underneath the floorboards. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, that, that went from first base to, to the sewers. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. To, to the 
So in in Inglorious Bastards, at the beginning, the the the, the first scene is the the, it's not the movie. There's people trying to hide from that milk drinking. It's no Jojo Nancy. Rabbit, but whatever. <laughs> great movie. Jojo Rabbit Fantastic is a great movie. movie. You know, it's not a good movie. What's that? Chance on the Bob reboot. Oh, I got through it, and now with that said. Some of the some of the monologue stuff was very. It, Kevin Smith has a way of writing that I've always been attracted to. Uh-huh. Um, ever since you know the whole chasing Amy spiel, all of his movies sort of have that. The uh, you know what have we learned? <laughs> kind of the South Park. You know, well today I learned that blah blah blah. But there is a part in the movie towards the end where Jay and Silent Bob are talking with uh, Ben Affleck's character. Mm-hmm. And he is basically uh, getting ready to lead a, a panel discussion to the throngs of uh, people at the the Chronic Con or whatever. Right. And he's talking about, you know, being a parent or whatever, because that's sort of a crux in the movie is Jay finding out he has a kid who actually is played by Kevin Smith's actual daughter, which makes things super, that's I don't know. That's weird. If I didn't know that she was his daughter. So awkward. Yeah, I guess it would have been more, but the whole time my brain screaming, "That's not no, no." But but Ben Affleck is sort of waxing poetic about parenting, and he says probably the most profound parenting thing I've ever heard. And it was one of those things where I literally rewound it and listened to him say it over and over. But he said, "You realize that when you're a parent, you're no longer the star; you're the stage." Whoa. Yeah, and I was like, I, I literally went from like, this movie isn't that great to... <laughs> Rewind. That was a total ad-lib. Yeah, pro- probably. No, that's that, I can tell you for a fact that's that's Kevin Smith's writing. Because Kevin Smith writes like that. He's really? a brilliant writer. You don't think Affleck had anything um, to do with that. Affleck was able to deliver the line believably that you were like, okay, that's Banksy talking. Well, he was Batman. So. Right. They even bring that up. Like, there's a lot of little nods to things. And, of course, they break the fourth wall at one point, you know, a couple of times where they look towards the audience. Yeah. And it's just like, just like Jason, uh, what's the one for my name is Earl? I keep wanting to say Jason Muse, but that's, that's yeah, Jay. That's, that's Jay, yeah. Um, Jason whatever. And he, yeah. and he's like, who the hell would watch this crap? And they all three turn and look at the camera. And so you're like, oh, little carryover. Oh. But yeah, no, the, when, when you're yeah. a parent, you realize you're no longer the star. You're the stage. And I was just like, that is beautiful. So that means you're getting walked and trod upon. Nope, you're there. While people are reading their lines, oh, it, to m- walking all over you. To you're me, nothing but a floor. It means that you're them. the foundation of what your child will become, which they walk on all the time. Yep, all over your back, cutting the boards. Yep, trotting the boards. Yeah. Hey, Dad, Why did I, give me I some always, money. I always heard keys. it was called cutting. Like I, maybe maybe they were trying to say like they cut their tooth trotting the boards, but I always heard people say cutting the boards like. This is what they uh, and always. No, I weird. think of a cutting board in the kitchen, <laughs> a charcuterie board. Yes, Char- but they've carrots out here. <laughs> you like your olives and your cheeses and your grapes <laughs> with did, these I did, I did. this weird uh, knife that's got the two spikes that point back at you, so yeah. you can cut the cheese and then pick it up with it. Yeah. That, I don't even know what handy. the hell language accent I was trying to do. That I don't know. I just make them up as they go along. You see that cold out there? That's not the weather. That's them. They're coming for you. 
And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Excuse me? That would be that's they? (laughs) They whom? (laughs) They whom? (laughs) That's what I do with, uh, like, Stu and I are at at the TV station, and we're talking about certain things, and it's like there's, like, a a group of things. I'll say, are these they? These that are? And he'll go, those are them. These that are. And I got that from, was it it the Venture Brothers at one time, that one episode where they were supposed to, like, trying to battle somebody and all they have were these like foam toys like <laughs> credible hulk hands and stuff like that hey those things can hurt my son's bought me with one i've been like i'm gonna kill you and then somebody goes well are these they and the guy goes who says that nobody talks like that anymore and then the monarch comes up and he goes the monarch are these they wait are these they <laughs> i wish i could do his voice what a great voice that it's like it's eerie but then again nothing's better than girlfriend's voice what did you say <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Doctor uh, Girlfriend! Doctor Girlfriend! Yeah, that's the, aren't the, I don't know if they're coming back in any more episodes or not. I, th- I, I thought they know. were. I I really liked it. I thought it got a little off the rails towards the the final seasons because they just went in a totally. <sighs> Oh no! They did uh, go crazy. They, they they went they went uber they went supernova crazy. Let's just be honest. But the audience w- loves that sort of thing. That's the the funny part of the Venture Brothers is poking fun at Hanna Barbera and you know yeah, yeah. their whole like ato- you know atomic family sort of thing. But at the same time, it's not really because it's two dads and two sons. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I usually <laughs> have to watch the episodes first and then episode. Go back and watch them again. First episode of Harvey Birdman. <laughs> Very oh. first episode. Very, I'm trying to remember the I want the boys, time. Ray. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They did. They did. <laughs> I'll take the case. This is Dr. Benton Quest and Race Bannon. <laughs> Haji. Can't get on the plane. <laughs> what is that on your head? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, I'll take the case. Uh, Harvey Birdman. Attorney, Attorney at law. law. Oh, that was good Who's stuff. Who's that cat with the green? <laughs> Do you really want to feel him? Harvey is Birdman, habeas corpus. Remember <laughs> <laughs> that in there? That was great. Uh, habeas corpus. But, uh, habeas corpus. My, uh, my you have the body. Favorite person on there is the Multiplier <laughs> because it's Lewis Black. Black does the voice, yeah. <laughs> Just now, of course. Uh, what's the what's the dude, the little Martian shrink guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, uh, Reducto. Reducto. <laughs> <laughs> I know too many cartoon so, characters. That's so cool. big. <laughs> it's so big. Fifty-three year old man will just watch cartoons in his lawn chair in his living room. In my boxer shorts with the hole, <laughs> the hole in the front, with the scratching hole, and the, the old, <laughs> the old scratching hole. <laughs> Want to go down to the old scratching hole? <laughs> so I say to my my wife. And no. she doesn't understand. And she goes, saying. "Get off me!" <laughs> uh, Gross. How long are we at now? What are, what are we at time It's an hour and uh, twenty-four. Oh my god, let's just pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just. It's one of those days. It's like I know tomorrow is the start of a very, very. I don't even know. I'm just like, Not like bad, I'm excited. Huh? No, no, no. I'm, I'm. I'm excited. One because the first week is all firearms, right? But then the, the remaining three weeks is all school. You know, all book, all classroom. Book can learning. I, can I just shoot a gun some more, sir? Uh, Plus, I want to see some of these people fire <laughs> and actually shoot a shot like a twelve gauge. Because I want to watch short, him. The short round blonde uh, woman still around. 
she dropped out yet or no? No. No. She'll be there. Great. She'll be there. Gets a video of her firing. Because uh, you know she's not going to shoulder the shotgun. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> right arm goes flying back, completely detached. And the, the instructor's going to be, I told you to tuck it in to the crease. And you didn't listen. It's no worse than one of the, apparently one of the, the young ladies that was uh, on the firing range decided to dance around with a shotgun that was loaded and did not understand the concept of you never point a gun at someone even if you don't think it's loaded. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. She uh, she was she was uh, told thanks but no thanks after she got back because they, they were like, no, that's immediate yeah. kick. Like, And so she had come back to the, the prison and the prison had to decide like if they wanted to send her back to, you know, the start or whatever and she was there for like three days of our first week of orientation and she would slyly or I assume she thought she was being sly. She'd ask questions like, so, you know, like if you quit, can you file for unemployment or is it better just let them fire you i don't know why she's talking like this she did not talk like that at all that's that's funny but that's just just your impression and we were just like what did you do and then you know come to find out one of the other people that had been there was like yeah she was dancing with a shotgun in her hand and it was loaded okay and the instructors were like, get off my lawn. No, <laughs> get no. off my plane. <laughs> Easy, therefore. Uh, no, 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 no. Honestly, that's the biggest thing that I'm, fri- I'm scared of. I am scared that someone who's never used a firearm in their life or someone that has that just doesn't know proper gun etiquette what? is going to shoot one of us and kill us. It's, it's a possibility, yes. Uh, apparently, yes, it is. It is so it's just like, I'm going to be... <laughs> Either on one side or the other, <laughs> so I guess I'm I'm not really hedging my bets because right. one one direction is a hundred percent gonna hit you, but the other is zero percent. Right. But I like those odds. I don't know. I imagine that the instructors who have been doing this a long time and are amazing at it are going to take steps to ensure that nobody is you know. Because as far as I know, we uh, I don't know if we do full clip or if we we are single shot. I'm sure we do full clip when we have to do the the test, you know, where you have to have a certain number of bullets in a certain spot. Or, sure. And they say like the shotgun is the worst. And I'm like I love a shotgun. And something Dude. like gutturally, just like, ugh. <laughs> like the only thing, <laughs> the only thing hard, harder than the steel making up that shotgun. Is your my, resolve my resolve? My <laughs> I don't know. You just edit. You just cut the last thirty minutes of this. I'm just jabber walking. No, no, turn this into another show. No, I mean, well, we can do that. We so, can, man. So thirty minutes. So how about this? How about you tell me why the hell you went to the dentist? Make that call back. What do you mean? Just, you just went for a Sith six month checkup. It's for Sith checkup. It's my Sith checkup. <laughs> <laughs> You know, spit. It's I got a great Sith dental plan. Nice, great Empire dental plan. God, <laughs> you saw how great the Emperor's teeth looked. I mean, I wanted yes. a set of those chappas. Yeah, give me the chapa. Yes, let the hate flood. Yes, no copay. No. no. Oh, the other kind of neat thing is because I have the eighty twenty health insurance. It cost me ten dollars to go to the doctor, get a co- rapid COVID test, oh. and 
you know, all the other rigmarole. But it's pretty good. Yeah, no, I was, I was like, cool, 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 cool. It's still, it's still weird getting used to getting paid only once a month, because like when you get paid, you're like cha ching, and then like three days later, you're like womp womp womp. Oh. No, I'm not that bad. No, it, I like it because I pay my bills. You know, I take that and I go, okay, this is this month's bills, and boom, 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 boom. Whatever is left is going into some of it goes into our shared savings account, some of it goes into my savings account, and then the rest of it basically sits in my checking account. So if I need to get gas or anything, now this next month they feed us there, breakfast, oh, lunch, and dinner. Nice. So the only thing I'm spending money on is I'll probably I, I bought I went to Ollie's. God, I love Ollie's. It's good stuff, cheap. It's good. Good stuff, cheap. <laughs> but I, I, I walked out of there with like fifty dollars worth of just snacks and candies, and I had like three giant bags, and I was just like, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, I love all these. Plus, they have like some of the weirder like European candies and 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 uh, biscuits, as they refer to the cookies as. And they're short candies. Are we talking about uh, just? Like rando, they're still like you know fruit flavored candies uh-huh. or whatever. But my favorite thing, oh, that's their shortbread. Oh, oh I love their shortbread. Yeah. You wonder why their teeth look like they do. One is because they don't have a good uh, Sith dental plan, they need and also they love sweets. Yeah. Uh, there were some chocolates and stuff like some not Cadbury, but basically like Cadbury because Cadbury's European chocolate. That's why it's so creamy and. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a COVID test? What was that? <laughs> Shove a candy bar down a duck's throat. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, God. I just made this thing fall over finally. You've ruined it all! It's, it's all for you, Damien! It, it's, it's, it's hung up with push pins. What is, do you expect? They're, they're, they're barely hanging on by a prayer. Uh, Thanks, Bon Jovi. Been that way for years. <laughs> right next to the adult diapers we have down there. Still have down there. I may need to borrow one of those for our guest. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> just pull pants down, but leave the diaper on and just go. <laughs> I wish it had like the blue stripe, like regular diapers have, like oh, yeah. like children's diapers. <laughs> so you can see. Turns blue. <laughs> Means it's bad. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, but so the only thing I've had to, I'll pay for is the gas to get there, the gas to get back at, at the end of it. And then, I mean, I've already have like, they provide all the work material other than like pens, pencils and like, loose paper or a notebook to take notes but they feed us breakfast lunch and dinner and so this next month i'm not really spending anything sweet so it's kind of nice but then again considering that you know in july is when the tv station let go of me it was a couple of months of putting everything on my discover card which quickly adds up people yeah. don't get credit cards i never yeah. had credit cards until like florence and i got the one to get a generator and then you know, then it was like, "Hey, your credit's amazing. Here's yeah. ridiculous." And I was like, "Oh, I'll never use them." Or yeah, no. we've raised your limit to ten thousand dollars again. My my Lowe's credit card limit is stupid. Really? Yeah, it is stupid. I can spend mm. my Lowe's credit card amount yeah. is over half of what our house was paid for. Like, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. It's ridiculous. But I use it a lot, too, and I pay it off very quickly. Now, right now, we're in sort of a uh, thing. I had to buy the electrical reducer from the three-prong outlet that goes to the stove. I may have told you, like, Sarah turned on the stove, and she's like, check it. I haven't heard it ding for the preheat, and it was just, and it fried through. So I had, and, of course, it's a Whirlpool that's more than two years old, so all the parts are discontinued. And so I found it. I found, you know, uh 
person online through Amazon or eBay, one of the two, that had like official, you know, they buy up all the extra stock. Mm-hmm. Because when I went into Lowe's thinking, you know, it's just a small part, it's a reducer. It basically has the green uh, ground that pl- like you actually attach to, well, the whole thing attached to the back of the oven. And then the three prongs, they go into like this ceramic style thing that you then have the parts coming off of the digital part of the stove. You attach it to it. But it burned, like literally melted the metal. Like it looked like it was just solder, but it it, it pulled away from mm-hmm. the one. And so it just stopped working. Anyways, so. so anyway. So. That's a great story. You know, with the Sith dental plan. No, no. With the Sith medical plan, that's great because you get to meet the, the, that floating medical ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's always very helpful. His bedside manner is atrocious. But mm. other than that. No patch Adams. No, sir. No, sir. If he came in with a, a red rubber nose and a fright wig, I would just freak out. Probably zap him with my amazing Sith powers. <laughs> Got nothing, do you? <laughs> This is why I don't talk. I don't, I don't know what to say to that. Exactly, it's so, have, it's so, so abstract. It's so off the wall, isn't it? And and I, I like to pride like myself on the abstractness exactly. of my conversations. But my God, man! So I win this round. Let's <laughs> ding. Show me potato salad. <laughs> ding ding. ding. It, you're you're the uh, you're. <laughs> You're the family feud that's the last answer that just one person said yeah. it, and you're like, should it even count? <laughs> oh, family feud. Yeah, five answers on the board. <laughs> Name something you wouldn't want to, a burglar wouldn't want to see when breaking into a house. Naked grandma. That was wrong. I don't want to hurt you no more. Fort. Those are good answers. Good answers. No one wants to see a naked grandma. No. I mean, maybe. Whenever I hear the words naked grandma, I think of that Adam, going back to Adam Sandler and his musical prowess. (laughs) One uh, comedy album he had released, and he was doing one of the skits, and it was like, you ever see your grandmother in the shower? Her reaches all the way up to her belly button. (laughs) You remember that? Uh, Barely. Yeah, mark that out. Strike that from... Put that in somewhere. <laughs> hey, man, we do another 14 minutes. we got two whole shows. Might as well go for it. Well, okay, then. Might as well go for that so, golden ring. Talk about sports. <laughs> no. Take, take off my headset and walk out like I've done. <laughs> let's talk about... Let's let's take a break, and then we'll talk about something else. When we come back on Men on Radio, offering nonsensical solutions. Mmm. <laughs> WNOS, 1450 AM, W280ED, 103.9 FM, New Bern, North Carolina. And we're back. Is there any new topics to talk about? the fourth time I got an STD. (laughs) Which STD was it this time? This was the clap. The clap. Mm Mm-hmm. I hear that. Never raw dog a stripper. Ah, gotcha. Can I say that on radio? Why not? Do people know what the term raw dog means? I hear it all the time from the hobos at the bus station. Nice. And if if anyone knows anything about raw dogging, it's those hobos. (laughs) They want to feel everything. (laughs) Hobos are very sensual beings. (laughs) They are. And stinky. And we mentioned hobos. You have to marry your mother-in-law. <laughs> Jim Robbins. Uh, I mean, that's the rule. <laughs> no, no, no. Who's no. the teacher's pet now, Paul? 
I love the fact that he was supposed to be a throwaway character and it turned into just the the most amazing I would say probably other than Tim Robbins characters themselves like that he portrayed that is probably the best like <laughs> just you go we felt the window <laughs> a tiny a steering wheel <laughs> that does not fly off <laughs> Okay, yeah. I'll write, write that down. I wrote it down. Who's teacher's pet now, Paul? <laughs> Stinky! <laughs> yeah, season two should be coming out soon. When? I don't know. When, hair supply? I think you should leave season two. Someday soon. They're going to they're gonna fall into that the trap. <laughs> it's a trap. That Rick and Morty did, and that's you're going to wait so long between seasons that you know, you get, you almost get too much build up, and no matter what, the payoff is going to feel like the audience is going to feel like the payoff isn't wasn't worth that wait. Really? I hope not. You know. So, what you thought about the last season? This this, this recent season? Uh, Have you seen this recent season of what? Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. No, no, no. I, they won't put the fourth season on anything, and I don't want to watch it like you know, through one, two, three movies or go movies or any of that stuff. I got them just, all on my DVR at home. <laughs> You're a piece of shit, you know that? <laughs> Write that one down. Uh, Wait, dang. I thought we could say shit. Uh, Probably not. I know. Okay, I'm just, just going to put these quotation marks. You you are the ball lickers. I'm going to leave that one. Yeah, we'll leave that one. That one's allowed. <laughs> please, please let it. Because it could be any type of ball. Please let it be, be edited with, with my animal sounds. <laughs> Brett's Animal Farm coming soon. Could be a basketball. Hey honk. Racquetball. Those fuzzy little tennis balls. Speaking of which, my kid watches this program called Odd Squad, and it's like these like you're shaking your head like you watch it. If you watch Odd Squad, there's something wrong. I have heard of Odd Squad. Okay, I've not watched. And I just squad. remember that. So like the very beginning of the episode usually involves some quick sort of skit things, but they always help an adult that's got something odd going on. And the yesterday we were watching it because I I watch it and the guy's like I got a problem with my basketball every time I bounce and he bounces it turns into a different type of ball, but it just it, it's edited so poorly, yeah. but still at the same time it's like that's funny as crap. <laughs> And then instead of fixing the ball, they just give him a basketball and keep the odd thing. And he's like, let's just play whatever sport comes up next when we bounce it. And it turns into something obscure. Hockey puck. <laughs> well, son of a gun. Guess we're done with that. But let's yeah, move on. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting children's show. The, the only thing I will say, and I made this comment to Sarah yesterday when we were watching it, uh, the way that some of the, the the kids act, I can see Finn. I've seen Finn sort of replicate, and sometimes it can be a bit like there's the the Miss O, the lady in charge, right. and she like she's always kind of mean and always kind of loud and oh. and like it, and that's her character. Right. But my six year old, you know, being six, doesn't understand that she's that's that's an actor. Though he will tell you straight up, he's like, no, nah, the Marvel characters aren't real dad they're made up they're not real people people don't have real superpowers and i'm like you shut your blasphemous mouth before i pop you because <laughs> we, we were we were watching something on the bermuda triangle and i was like he was like is that a real place i was like it's a real place i said but the the lore behind it is right. you know you take it for face value take it for what it's worth well, i said yeah. but some people think that's where atlantis is located and my wife, being the beautiful person she is, she goes, you know, like where Aquaman's from. And I literally see Fenga. He goes, 
Aquaman's not real. <laughs> and I, I clutched thy pearls. I was like, oh! <laughs> oh! And that's when he was like, Dad, superheroes aren't real. It's make-believe. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> You're not my son. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're gonna be so early for the movie. Speaking of which, movie theaters are open. Holy crap! Was it thirty percent capacity? Yeah, and like and that? it's like I drove by because I I drive by either one of them at least once when I'm you know going somewhere, and I was just like, holy crap! Yeah. They're like people that are they're like I need my movie fix. What's I do want to see Tenet. Do they have tenant? Yes, uh, the one there next to the Trent. Oh, uh, okay. Trent. Yeah, okay. that one had tenant. I think Fair the Bruin. Tenet. No, the Bruin does too. Okay, because I remember seeing the Bruin open first, and I was like, oh, "They're open." And uh, then when I drove by the Bear Town, they they you know were like, "You know, these movies are now playing because they've had the temporary closed." Yeah. The Bruin was just like. Pfft. They didn't have anything, and one of the panels was missing. <laughs> like this is a new-ish establishment. Like you guys put a lot of money and effort into this. Yeah. Don't make it look like carp. But I know that they did a lot, a lot of remodeling to Bear Town. Yeah. During all of this, Good. and I'm excited to see what that looks like on the inside. The outside looks great. They they replastered or re-stuccoed a lot of stuff and repainted. Looked really good. Now, every time I drive by, there's always a police suv there with no one in it right <laughs> like, like we're like oh no it's a police car with no one in it guy just pops up and then it, there's that golf cart that kind of <laughs> wiping their mouth <laughs> i was in high school and dropped a pencil and went down to pick it up my my friend bobby sitting next to me this was in chemistry class he had the black table and two people and he's like when you come up just wipe your mouth miss <laughs> flint was looking right at us and i came up i was like <laughs> she goes <laughs> like she like oh, oh Bobby was also this kid that uh, had a hole in his pocket and was playing with himself for some reason okay. and she thought he was reaching for candy or a gum and put her hand in there uh, and touched his chode oh ow and didn't immediately recoil well you know huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> go to the office <laughs> I'll go with you. Principal's office. Uh, now. <laughs> yeah. Great. Wasn't a kid in the back then. Great times. No, she was in. No. All right. So what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. The movie theaters be. That's right. Movie theaters. Being open. Are they going to have like extra showings? Because you don't have 30% capacity. I would I would assume. Now, look, this is, this is your realm. You know about the theater. You know, the movie theater, mm. you know, thing. Uh, why is it? Why is it that theaters will have i kind of i'm gonna assume and this is me i don't know because of you're probably one of the few things that i've one of the few jobs i haven't held uh fluffer and so (laughs) that's another thing that's brought up in the second season of the boys i was like to an extent that i'm like okay let's move on (laughs) next joke please but theaters don't want to have so most theaters don't want to have competing movies next to one another because of if the because I remember we went and saw something I think it was Godzilla mm-hmm. you know how loud it is yeah but there was something in the movie theater next to us even louder wow pretty good and I was just like oh my god so but I always wondered like why I mean if I was a theater most theaters well. Most theaters are owned by like Carmike and those kind of places, right? You don't have a lot of AMC now. You don't have a lot of mom and pop or independent ones. Like, isn't the Bruin and Bear Town? Those are both independent, aren't they? They're owned. They're owned by the same folks now. Okay, but 
I mean, I wanted to make money. I'd back those movies up. I'd give like 15 minutes in between, get the reel. Well, you don't have to reset a reel because it's all digital. Yeah. But get someone in there, hose her down, yeah. and let the next group of people. But it always seems like, or like having the movies start earlier. Like, I honestly think that's one of those untapped things. And it may just be that in this country, we don't do that. In other countries, they, they have earlier showings. But, like, having matinees, but have, like, start your movies at, like, 10 a.m. People will go out there. I would rather pay the same price to see a movie at 5 p.m. I don't even, you don't even have to give me a discount to go earlier. Yeah. I would pay, because hopefully there would be less people there. But I, I dare say there would probably be just as much, if not more, especially in a retirement community. Man, these folks are going to bed by 6 p.m. Exactly. And you could still, you could still release the, like, the Star Wars at midnight. You know, they do that now anyways. But even before they would do that, have it, you know, the first showing is at 5 p.m. Mm. You know, like, the, it normally is the, the release time. You don't show it earlier in the day. That's that's your, but, like, I, I don't understand why they don't just, like, back to back to back to back to back. Fill everything. And, again... I know that if you do that, then you may only get one person in that theater, and it's not economical. Right. I'm sure there's math behind it. I'm sure that there are mm-hmm. people people much smarter and wiser than I am, and you know there there's a formulaic sort of freaking Excel spreadsheet that says, well, over the course of you know 60 years, we've we've had projection movies or more. Uh, well, geez, it's been 80 years. It was 1930, 1940 was the first projection movies. Was that? No, 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 no. No, it was way before that. They had the silent movies before that. All right. So again, I, I don't know. But over, if I s- over 100 years. But but I'm sure there's a reason they don't do it, and I'm sure it's a sort of hedge your bets. Like, if we if we have something playing an hour and a half, well, let's just make it easy, an hour movie playing at 10, 11.30, 1, 2, 30, you know, that kind of thing where you leave just enough space between, you may only get five people in there, and you're still running the projection sort of thing. But I can't ima- again, I can't imagine with technology the way it is now that it really costs more than a few cents every time they run a movie because the power needed, you know, it's not it's not as much physical movement in the project because there's no projector turning, there's no right. uh, the the lights that they had to use for a projector before before HID lights and that kind of stuff, you know, use massive amounts of electricity. Where now it's you know it's like a cluster of what like ten high intensity laser light things mm-hmm. and it's you know uses like a nickel every four days yeah. kind of thing yeah. but I, I don't know why 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 do you is there a reason tell me uh why did you say your name well martha back they I make was, that joke too in jansen oh do they okay yeah back when i was working in, in, in the old movie theater in the coal mines back in the old day with the uh, projectors and the huge xenon bulb that we used in the projector fry yourself if that you thing put your hand in front of it freaking hot oh i imagine and it takes a while to cool down how so. thick is the bulb glass is it really really thick it is very thick because i remember the first time i ever was working in a retail environment where i was allowed to you know took a scissor lift up to replace a bulb mm-hmm. and one it weighs like 12 pounds mm-hmm. which it, you're like it's it's glass it shouldn't weigh this much but i was just impressed by how thick the thickness we always had like one sitting on the shelf just in case this one di- and the thing never died. Yeah. I worked there for two years. It never died. It was fine and dandy. But it was just the fact that we have to wait for that thing to cool down and we have to clean the theaters in between shows. Why Why would you have to wait for the bulb to, to cool down? Would, would it only be able to be run for like two hour max and then had to cool down or else the glass would start melting itself? The, I think when, when 
Eric was the guy who was the theater guy. Of course, it's by. an Eric. Did he spell it with a K? Uh, no, it was with a C. Good. But he had this one milky eye. Oh, nice. I don't know if he could see out of it or not. Bill the Butcher. But it was like every time you you know, you know were having a conversation with him, you are trying to not look at that eye. Oh, I'd be staring at it. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'd only look at it. Okay, man, sure, no problem. But uh, he, he mentioned. <laughs> and I'd always, what's wrong with your eye? Where's and, the rest of you? And it costs a lot. It, makes, it uses a lot of energy to keep that bulb going and going and going. And I think it was more of a it's, it's more of a money thing, right? Well, I, I assumed it was keep a, it from going. You know, you get you get like during the uh, off season. You know, you do two shows at night, like usually seven nine seven nine thirty something like that. And then during, when the when the summer came around, then you went to you know couple, usually a couple of matinees, yeah. so like one four and seven and stuff like that. Those days were long. <laughs> well, and I especially because at the one o'clock show, we get five, six people. Well, but still, I mean, that's and if then, you it's ten bucks a, a ticket, that's still. But then again, you have to think. All right, well, then I need an attendant. I need an usher. I need a, a person to work. But I don't know. It's, don't know. it's just more money to make with fewer shows and at night. Uh, you get better. You I, get better I, sales. That's I would much rather. And there is something like genuinely like the juxtaposition i love when i go into a theater and it's uh dusk mm-hmm. and we go in and we come out and it's you know pitch dark yeah. or go in when it's light it's dark in the theater with the movie and then come out and it's still bright light like the the juxtaposition it's just like it's just so disorienting and i it's funny but I swear to you, that's one of the things that I love about going to see a, a, a movie in a theater. Like that feeling ever since I was a little kid. My first movie I ever saw in a movie theater, my dad took my sister and I. No, he just took me. We were living in Durham. We lived right near South Square Mall, mm-hmm. which is no longer there. Oh. And they had a theater. And we watched Land Before Time oh. in the theater. I remember that. I remember almost every movie as a kid. I don't remember a lot of stuff because the alcohol is messed up my brain so much right. for years of abusing it and so my memory is not good like there's a there is a i'd say 90 percent of pre 21 year old brett i don't remember oh. it sucks mm-hmm. like my my parents will tell stories or talk about stuff or show me pictures or videos or my sister will talk about stuff, and i genuinely cannot my my the connections are lost right but anyways debbie down in there yeah um, that was pretty depressing but one of the things other than you know the smell of a theater I loved when the movie would be done and going out and it's just like, Oh man, you know, it's because your brain, you get, you get used to something for like two hours and, and you, you're not even consciously like may, but I just always remember coming out of a theater and it's like, Oh man, it's so bright out here. And it feels like you were in there for days. Yeah. And a good movie will do that because you will follow the story as if you were literally living through. But won't go numb once. Yep. That's how I know it's a good movie. And I, and I hope that theaters never go away in their entirety. I have a feeling they'll go away like video stores have. Um, I don't know. Just, well, I mean, but, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. A lot of people, before VHS stores and DVD stores, like just rental stores went away, a lot of people have the same, like, I just don't see that happening. And it's right. just, it's, 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 na- it's just the nature of technology because you can go into homes now that have screens as big as, you know, a movie theater screen. And really, if you're not sitting that far away from the screen in your home, a 55-inch can replicate a 288-inch mm. screen. It just does. Um, but to me, 
the joy of going to a theater is almost the pomp and circumstance of going to the theater, you know, paying overpriced, you know, candy <laughs> fees and, mm-hmm. and popcorn God, fees. The, the one person that's in front of you that's holding up the line because he goes, put a fifth of a bag of popcorn and then give it to me and let me put the butter oil on it, then put, you know, the second fifth and it's just like, get out of my way, <laughs> get off my plane. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah. Fine. But I, I hope it doesn't go away. And and mm-hmm. if it does, it'll go away like uh, like rental stores. You still will have a few of them, like some little mom and pop ones. Um, but I just, I mean, it'll it'll get there. It I, will get there. I just like the, the the communal experience. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a very you you go through something as a group. Yeah, I've I've told you the story a hundred times about seeing Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. In its limited release, when it was released to five cities, and for whatever reason, they were like, let's put Podunk, Durham, North Carolina, Streets of South Point as one of the things. And like I've said before, everyone left the theater and stood outside for like five minutes without saying a word. We just collectively were like, what we just saw was what I imagine people that saw saw and heard the first like audio dubbed movie right you know where they were just like this is something that we know that this is going to change the way this works and people give paranormal activity a lot of crap i'm telling you it, it is still an amazing movie and for the time it you have blair witch which that's fine but it takes a lot of balls and chutzpah to essentially say 90 percent of this film is going to be a static shot of a bedroom yeah. With a door and a bed and Mika, Mika. <laughs> so you know people that talk about and and it's a good movie. And people that want to complain about it are the same people that want to complain about stuff just because they want to be like I'm so edgy because I don't like this, and I want to be like this guy doesn't like such and such. See, nobody cares. And then the pitchforks and the yeah. torches come out. It, it's become so cool to be cynical. You know what? Uh, whatever yeah exactly it's like you want to be cynical that's fine i don't i don't give a crap if you want to be cynical but some people like that's just they're like Ugh! that's their vinegar stroke it's just like cynical. i want to be cynical those are when we had blair witch at the theater that I, the appalachian theater folks if you want oh to look god it up so you like yeah look it up at the Appalachian. <laughs> these people are like this happened here somebody bought the place fixed it up real nice so you gotta take just a look at for it. that go on the facebook or the you know, facebook you can see all the videos and there's a historian from appalachian state walking around going and this is a, da, da, da. we don't know how this huge beam got here and he's talking about anyway we had blair witch uh, magic <laughs> and we're showing it in the i think it was the upstairs theater and this guy comes down after watching the movie, and I'm just leaning up against the counter, just watching people walk out the door. And he's walking out. And he's walking out. And he turns and looks at me, and he goes, "Was that it?" Uh, I went, "Yep." Uh, Thank you for your dollar fifty, sir. Because uh, we were a discount theater. Dollar uh, fifty. I would have been like, "Oh no, no, no! Wait, 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 wait! We we've got some parting gifts. Here you go. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Is that it? Look, he bought soda I, and popcorn. That's all that matters. Yeah." <laughs> Well, that's where we make our money. That's where you make that's all the, the money. That's the markup is yeah, soda you, and fries. It ain't from ticket prices, folks. No, no, no. That's but, why you're buying an $8 bag of popcorn. You know what, though? Uh, again. Popcorn's cheap. It, well, it's just like Disney World and stuff. You're paying $30 for a meal for one person to eat. And mm-hmm. it's like, you're paying for the experience. Right. You're not paying for the quality of whatever. You're paying for the experience. And you know what? That has value. That's why people, that's why this uh, even exists, is that people don't mind. It, it, it drives me nuts because you get it when you have people that are like friends that are artists and then other friends will be like, hey, would you do something for me? But I can't pay you anything. And it's like, 
You don't just a lot. you don't get that. <laughs> Look, I'm still trying to get you to do that nude painting of me, the nude sculpture, all out of Reese's peanut butter cups. That's the that's the thing that's his hang up right now, folks. Not the fact that I'm gonna be in all my glory. Uh, <laughs> the movie. I don't want to destroy all those peanut butter cups. <laughs> but the fact that he doesn't, <laughs> the fact that he's allergic to tree nuts. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean you're you're paying for the experience. That's what it is when you go anywhere that, you know. That's that's the takeaway from it is mm-hmm. the experience and the theater will always have it. Like you said, it's a communal thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally harkens back to people sitting in a camp or sitting in their mud hut or whatever telling stories. Yeah. It it's communal. It's it's what and it helps drive the narrative. It helps, you know, do this and that, but I mean, that's what you are experiencing. And when that goes away, then it'll be sad. It really will be. I remember you, you were saying you remember the first movie you saw. Yours was uh, Birth the of a Nation, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. No. no, I've mentioned this before, but it's been a while since I mentioned it. Up until um, that moment, we, my, parents, my parents wouldn't like take us to restaurants or anything because, you know, four boys. Was oh, like, God. It's, it's like my monitor just went black. Hey. It's, it's it's going like, dude, where you been for two hours? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so up until that point, we went to drive-in movie theaters. Well, see, I because and there's I st- like a little playground, so the kids could go over there and play. Well, well, well basic instinct is playing, yeah. you know, a thousand feet wide in front of them. No, back then it'd be more like Jaws or yes, whatever. Like I still think Dirty New- Harry. I, th- I think Newburn has got, especially with the mall going the way that it is. You know, they, when they knock down the Kmart, I think how neat would it be to have like a what I would refer to as a professional drive-in theater? Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, they'll, they'll not. I mean, they'll probably never do it, but I think that'd be a great place. Like you can make it nostalgic in a sense, but at the same time, it can be updated. You know, you right. can have modern conveniences. You can have, you know, there's the technology now and. And I think that people yearn for that. I think that as especially, especially with this 2020 with the COVID and all the other crap, everybody's like afraid of being around other people. And look at how we've gotten just in eight months mm-hmm. where we're like, it has messed up our wiring because we are people by nature want to be around other people. That's how we've survived for the millennia that we've survived. We've depended and not just dependent on people, but we've also, you know, it's part of who we are. We are social beings. We just are. And we've, we've had to sort of not stop that, but even just the little percentage of sort of held back on it with all the sickness going around. Ooh, it, I'm telling you, you can see it in people. They, it's, it's rewired some stuff. Oh, yeah. just like, oh, yeah. right, God, right. if you cough, you're like, get the pitchfork in the noose. See, with my acid reflux, I tend to cough every now and then. So oh, I cough for like 30 minutes after she did the the nostril thing. Yeah. I was like, now people are going to think I got covered. So anyway, sorry. So first anyway, movie, so first drive-in movie, theater. We always go to drive-in movie theaters and like seeing Disney movies, like you know, The Cat from Outer Space or something like that. Don Knotts. The first movie I saw. Well, I don't understand. In the theater was because everyone else was watching this movie. You had to watch the movie, and you know what movie that was? Nine and a half weeks. Exactly. <laughs> Star Wars. Debbie does sounds okay. Yeah, well, had see, to watch Star Wars. But that's that's when I tell people, I don't know. 
when I tell people my first movie theater experience was Land Before Time, it does it does speak to a lot of people, especially people my age, because we grew up with that. There are 18 Land Before Times now. My so, kid has all of them on DVD. Like series. I'm, I'm, being, I'm using hyperbole, but there are at least 10. Like Sharknados. But without Tara Reid and her one weird boob. But, uh, but when you tell people oh, your first movie theater experience or whatever is Star Wars, you get way... Because Star Wars is so big mm-hmm. and so girthy. And we got to sit in the front row. Oh, God. So you broke your neck looking straight up. Oh, and yeah. All those wonderful special effects trying no. to take everything in. Yeah, no. it was Yeah, it was painful. I've had but to do I, was, I was 10, so it was okay. You were just happy to be there. Yeah. You are just happy to be an animal out of its cage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had to sit... I refuse to sit closer than halfway. Mm-hmm. If I have to sit any closer, I've only done it once, and uh, I was just, I was like, nope, because physically you have to move your head back and forth. You know, it, it, right. it, and not that I'm a lazy person, I am, but doing that takes away from, you know, then you're not paying attention to certain things. And sometimes it's just, that's, that's another thing. I'm like, why do they even have stuff that close? Just start it back further or, you know, stretch the theater out a little bit, you know, more. I, I, I don't know. Again, I'm sure there's some mathematical Excel spreadsheet that will explain why, oh, between the front row and the screen is 50 meter rhythm. Well, I, I remember the theater I worked at when they, the theater upstairs was originally the balcony. So they just walled it off, right. put a screen up there. So essentially, if you were sitting, I don't know, probably here, maybe, I think it was. 12 to 15 feet was the screen. Oh, God. So if you're in the front row, God. you were right on top of it. <laughs> Your shadow was cast on the screen. <laughs> and it was it was, it was. I imagine wiggy experience. The, the person in the theater below mm-hmm. that was sitting so far back that half the screen was cut off by the balcony. And now, you know. The, yeah. But again, I guess. <laughs> well, it was a nice oh, sharp angle. So nobody was being blocked. angle. Anyway, but uh, I have a question. When you used to go to a movie and... The movie frightens you at some point, and you, you you jump, you're startled, something like that. Are you embarrassed? Oh, or, hell no. Or are you like, that's the greatest thing? Oh, no, no, I am absolutely, I am that dude that will pull his knees up to his chest and physically look through my fingers. <laughs> I don't give a There we go. I don't care because I am there to experience that movie. And if it's a scary movie, that, and, and with that comes... Yes, there are people that go to these and are like, they already have this like, uh, this isn't going to be good. This isn't going to be scary. And mm-hmm. those to those people, I go, why do you even do that then? What what part of you derives any pleasure out of that other than thinking that someone might look at you and go, that's a cool guy right there. <laughs> no, no one's doing that. No, no. I, I love, love when a movie scares me. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I, however, do not care for jump scares when done improperly a good jump scare there there's there's a difference between good jump scares and bad jump scares i've explained this a million times to people you can have me looking down a hallway and look away and turn back and there's a a happy puppy dog right there and i'm gonna jump Mm. because it's the jarring nothing was there look away come back and something's there you can do that with anything it could be boobies and it's still like oh 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 you know but a but a proper jump scare uh Especially when it doesn't try to be smart, mm. like too smart. So speaking of uh, 30 Days of Night, there's a scene when they get into the the general store area and there was this little tiny vampire girl 
and she ran into a dark room and Josh Hartnett's walking, you know, towards the door and it keeps showing the blackness and son Charlie Murphy in the door and he's and you know it's coming out of there. Right. And that's that's that little wind up and it's like you know and it's not trying to divert, you know, nowadays movies will do that but then nothing to happen there. It's when they go to show Josh Hartnett walking with the axe and now it's behind him. You know, those jump scares I I still kind of like. But the fact that you know it's about to happen but you just don't know when. Again, Paranormal Activity, the very end of it, the thing that freaked people out a lot was when Mika runs down, you hear the screaming, then you hear him scream, and then you hear the thud, and then you just hear that as it's walking back upstairs, and then and then it stops. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then yeah. that to me is a perfect jump scare. Mm-hmm. And it the thing that makes it perfect is it pushes through the camera. I mean, it hits the camera, and but the image itself, if you have it on DVD and Blu-ray like I do, wow. uh, it pushes through the camera, actually, because it's, it's not, they used uh, a real dummy for some of that, but mainly it's, it's digital. But, and I like that. That, to me, that's a great jump scare. Um, Insidious. That's another one where your, ex, your, your expectation, when they're sitting at the dinner table, plus it's bright daytime. Mm. Those are always fun, too. You know, nothing is, everything is scarier at night, but nothing is more scary than something scary in the daytime. Because we're not, our brain is accustomed to it's daylight, it's okay. But when they go back to what's his name and that demon thing is half what, you know, you can see half a, yeah. <laughs> like I remember going, mother. <laughs> and I was just like, cause one, you weren't expecting a scare really there. Um, but yeah, jump, jump scares. That's why I don't, that's why I don't like the American versions of like Ringu or the grudge or any of that stuff, because that relies too much on what I refer to as the puppy dog in the hallway kind of thing where uh. you turn away and you turn back nothing's there you turn away turn back and something's right there um some people love it it's just like some people love movie monsters where others don't care for movie monsters mm-hmm. i like movie monsters but i like ghosts specters demons those kind of things right. because to me those are so illogical because of just the person i am like uh Maybe a vampire can kind of be real because there are people out there that eat the flesh of other human beings, sure. so to speak. Uh, you know, a werewolf can be real because th- there are people that grow hair like that, and I can't imagine that some of them aren't psychotic. You know, so, <laughs> like movie monsters tend anything dealing with the ocean. There, there could be nothing in it. There could be nothing in that ocean. My brain is that to me. That's just as bad because then my brain goes, you know, it could be down there, and I'm like, shut up. A deep blue sea situation, <laughs> you know, and Told you it's sharks. just dark. <laughs> it's dark unknown, you know. Uh, it's I love uh, like space movies that do that sort of, you know. We don't know what's out there. That's why H.P. Lovecraft, any of like the old gods, sort of, you know, what do they refer to it as galactic mo- or uh, uh, galactic horror or whatever mm-hmm. stuff that is on such a huge scale that our brains can't process it because we're just like, we don't know. We can process a boogeyman right there, but we can't process a, uh, an entity the size of, you know, a quasar kind of thing. Like the, our brains just, it's, a, it's what I imagine, uh, what a, uh, like a, a sand flea looking at a human being. Like, it's just like, I don't understand what that is. Because it's on such a large scope that, you know. I can dig it. We can sum up this show, no problem. Yeah. 
Uh, I can split this up into two and run them both on Thursday. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Yeah, I think we could we could do that. Especially, ooh, but could you make like a thing that says you know, and stay tuned to the five o'clock show for the rest of this important story. You know, and it have nothing to do with it, but still sort of hold. You know, I I will say this. I I really wish I didn't just go off for an hour and some about <laughs> Bill's stuff. But one, the man is freaking fascinating. Like his life was in, incredibly yeah. interesting and and sort of sad and that sort of thing. But I I, I enjoy the second half because you've been able to. to I've I've shut my trap for a minute. Still talked for like ninety percent of it. That's okay. We can do the promo right now. <laughs> 